Institute for Combat Under Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the month of May, one of the month series on operationalizing your compliance program. And this month, I will focus on the use of your human resources function to help you operationalize your compliance program. This month, my sponsor is Advanced Compliance Solutions. Advanced Compliance Solutions is your one-stop shop for all compliance-related services. Uh, Advanced Compliance Solutions has a new, exciting service offering called the Compliance Alliance, which is a three-step program that will provide you and your team a background into compliance and the FCPA so you can consider how your product or service fits the needs of the compliance officer, the compliance practitioner, and the compliance professional. It includes a boot camp, a podcast series, sponsorship, and an in-person training. Each section builds on the other and provides your customer service and sales teams with the knowledge they need to have intelligent conversations with compliance officers and decision makers. When the program is complete, your teams will be armed with the knowledge they need to sell and service every new compliance client. Interested people should contact myself, Tom Fox. In the evaluation of corporate compliance programs issued by the Department of Justice, there was a section on incentives and discipline. This spoke directly to the need of the HR function and compliance or several other uh, parts of the evaluation which speak to the integration of compliance into your HR function to fully operationalize your compliance program. Each day this month, I will be exploring a different way for you to operationalize your compliance function through the HR function. I hope you enjoy this series. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening. Day 15, Employment Separation Issues. Employment separations and layoffs can present some unique challenges for the compliance practitioner. Employees can use layoffs to claim they were retaliated against for a wide variety of complaints, including those that concern the impact of the impact the compliance practitioner. Yet there are several ways that operationalization can help protect your company as much as possible. Before you begin the actual layoffs, the compliance practitioner should work with your legal and HR function to make sure your employment separation documents are in compliance with the securities and exchange requirements regarding confidentiality agreements, separation agreements, and other agreements which purport to prevent employees from bringing potential violations to appropriate legal or regulatory enforcement uh, officials. Such documents must not have such language preventing an employee from taking such actions. This means more than having an appropriate or even approved language in your appropriate documents, <clears throat> as you must counsel those who will be taking the employee, talking to the employee rather, being laid off, not to even hint at retaliation if they go to the authorities with a good faith belief of illegal conduct. You might suggest, even suggest adding the appropriate language to your script so that the person leading the conversation at the layoff can get it right and you have a documented record of what was communicated to the employee about being separated. When it comes to interacting with employees being terminated, the first thing a company needs to do is treat the employees with as much respect and, as dig and dignity as is possible in the situation. While every company says they care, and it's usually uh, the same companies which say they are very ethical, the reality is that many simply want terminated employees out the door and off the premises as quickly as possible. At times, this will include an escort off the premises, and the clear message from that is not only we, do we not trust you, do not let the door hit you on the way out. 
This attitude can go a long way to starting an employee down the road of filing a claim for retaliation or, in the case of the FCPA, becoming a whistleblower to the Securities and Exchange Commission, identifying bribery and corruption, which they are aware of within the organization. Remember, the whistleblower protection extends all the way up to the general counsel, so uh, any company or compliance officer or corporate employee who thought that they would have some sort of privilege or claim against an employee, uh, those have now gone by the wayside. Treating employees with respect means listening to them and not showing them the door as quickly as possible with an escort. From the compliance perspective, it should also mean some type of conversation to ask the soon-to-be departing employees if they are aware of any FCPA violations, violations of your code of conduct, or other conduct which might raise ethical concerns or conflicts of interest. You might even have them sign some type of document which attests they are not aware of any such conduct. While I recognize this may not protect your company in all instances, it will at least be some evidence that you can use later if the SEC or Department of Justice comes calling that an ex-employee has blown the whistle on your organization. I would also suggest that compliance and HR work together to have an understanding of any high-risk employees who might be subject to layoffs. You should consider having HR conduct this portion of the exit interview but it might be wise to have a compliance practitioner also present. Obviously, a compliance practitioner would know and be able to ask, better ask detailed questions about uh, some issues if, if they arose, but it also, also might emphasize to the employee just how important the issue of FCPA compliance, code of conduct compliance, or simply ethical conduct was and is to your company and remains to your business even through the employment separation component. Finally, our issues related to hotlines, whistleblower, and retaliation claims. The starting point for layoffs should be that whatever your company plan is going forward. Retaliation cases turn on whether actions taken by companies were in retaliation for the hotline or whistleblower report. This means you need to mine your hotline more closely for those employees who are scheduled or in line to be laid off. If there are such persons who have reported an FCPA, code of conduct, or other ethical violation, you should move to triage and investigate, if appropriate, the allegation sooner rather than later. This means you move up research of an allegation to come to a faster resolution ahead of other claims. It may also mean that you put some additional short-term resources on your hotline triage and investigations if you are aware layoffs are coming. The reasons for these actions are to allow you to demonstrate that any laid-off employee was not separated because of a hotline or whistleblower allegation but due to your overall layoff scheme, whether that be reduction in force or other. However, it could be you may need this person to provide your compliance department additional information to be a resource going forward or even a witness that you can reasonably anticipate the government may want to interview. If any of these situations exist, if you do not plan for their eventuality before the layoff, you lay off the employee, the now ex-employee may not be so inclined to cooperate with you going forward. Also, if you do not demonstrate that you are sincerely, in sincerely interested in any meritorious hotline complaint, it may be this, it may keep this person from becoming a SEC whistleblower. Finally, and all this is more to the HR world, if you do not document the reasons for the termination, and the employees file a whistleblower complaint, 
and you later go back and uplift the file with additional documentation, any judge or jury that views that will hold it against the company 100% of the time. We've recently seen a series of whistleblowers who claimed termination for uh, whistleblowing to the Securities and Exchange Commission. Companies then went af- uh, thereafter went retroactively increased complaints about them, uh, written complaints in their employment file, and juries and judges th- saw through this immediately. If you don't have enough to terminate them based upon your uh, information that's in the file, you either need to put that information in the file or reconsider your decision to terminate them. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, the first one really is a non-cost issue, and that's treat employees with as much respect and dignity as possible. It's going to be an emotional situation, uh, even if employees are aware that layoffs may be coming. And if you can show some modicum of dignity and treatment of your employees, it will go a long way towards keeping them from being too upset with you, uh, even if they've been laid off. Two, make sure your separation documents meet SEC requirements. If you have language which prevents employees from going to regulators, from releasing information, from receiving any type of uh, whistleblower award, or anything else that could even remotely be considered as impinging upon their right, their legal right and statutory right to take information to the Securities and Exchange Commission or any other appropriate reporting agency or file a lawsuit, a key TAM lawsuit, uh, that's going to negatively affect you. And finally... Uh, from the compliance practitioner perspective, you're going to need to get in and data mine your hotlines, uh, whistleblower lines, anonymous reporting lines if you know layoffs are coming. This means that HR needs to talk to you. You need to identify those who may be about to be laid off, one, to see if they filed any whistleblower complaints, and then two, uh, if they have, you may need to triage the, those and move the investigations uh, forward Uh, to determine whether the whistleblower allegations have merit or not. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for joining me on Day 15, and I hope you will join me tomorrow for Day 16 of one month to better compliance through HR. This is Tom Fox again, and I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of One Month to Operationalizing Your Compliance Program Through the Use of Your HR Function. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I hope you will rate it on iTunes as it would help our ratings and also get the word out about this seminal one-month series that I'm doing in 2017. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at tfox, that's tfox, at tfoxlaw.com. Finally, I hope you will join me again. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening to this episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.